love to talk about space stuff and discoveries here on the show. As you know, I'm also a Star Wars fan. So when a story comes along that says astronomers have discovered a Tatooine-like planet, well... You just know we have to find out about that, right? Well, Dr. Matthew Stanning is a postdoctoral research associate at the Open University School of Physical Science, Sciences and joins us now. Good morning, Dr. Standing. Good morning, Simi. Thanks for having me on the great intro. <laughs> How could we not when the headline is, you may have found some Tatooine-like planets? What does that mean? Uh, yeah, so um, essentially I've been searching for circumbinary planets. So those are planets that orbit around both stars of a binary star system. So instead of having one star like we have uh, at the sun, it has two stars and they'll have a double sunset just like you see in uh, Star Wars. And so was that what you thought of when you first like figured that out? You thought, oh, that's just like what they had in Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, so it was actually a, it was actually a part of a survey that we've had for a while. So um, of the five thousand four hundred exoplanets that we've found so far, so those are planets that orbit around a star that isn't the sun. Um, we've only found fifteen um, are orbiting around binary star systems. So this was part of a survey to see if we could find if we could find more. Okay, so how do you do that? What is that process like? Uh, so. The majority of them have been found, 14 out of the 15, have been found by what's known as the transit technique, um, which is where you just monitor the brightness of a star. And if uh, a planet is orbiting it and it happens to pass in between the star and our telescopes, then the brightness dips because it blocks some of the light. Uh, so then we can make a note of these dips and then find that there's a planet around them. But our technique uh, is slightly different. So we wanted to see if we could use what's known as the radial velocity technique uh, from the ground instead of using um, hundreds of multi-million dollar worth of space telescope. Right, because it sounds like this is very successful. You said how many exoplanets have been found? Uh, over 5,400 in total. That's a lot. So how do, we, how do we then, Dr. Standing, find out more information about those planets? Uh, so there's um, various different ways. So one way is to uh, use different detection techniques. So um, I mentioned the transit technique and the radial velocity technique. So the transit is very good because it gives us um, the radius, the size of the planet, because we know how much light from the star it blocks. We can figure out how big the shadow is, essentially. Um, where the radial velocity technique um, measures, um, if you imagine a, a planet orbiting a star, the star pulls the planet holding it in place but the planet also pulls the star so the star wobbles and so the bigger the planet the more it wobbles and we can measure the planet's mass from that so different techniques give us different uh, characteristics of these planets it sounds like from all of this work that's being done though that we are making more progress than we ever have before is that would you say that's an assessment yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely an exciting time to be in the field with uh, the launch of JWST and the upcoming European Space Agency PLATO mission. Um, I think uh, it's going to be uh, very interesting very soon with all of the new science coming out and new discoveries. That it's definitely going to take off. Really? Like, why do you think that? So, I mean, in circumbinary planets, uh, especially, so the majority I said were detected by transit missions like Kepler. Um, Plato uh, is planned to do uh, a similar a similar mission to Kepler, where it's going to stare at this, uh, some uh, patches of sky for a long period of time and check for these transits. 
And so we actually expect Plato to more than double the number of circumbinary planets found um, so far. Okay, well, that's amazing. So we know these are out there, though, but I guess the next question is, how habitable are they? Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, it's uh, a question we get quite often, very good question. I would um, imagine, yes. <laughs> uh, so it depends a lot. Um, habitability we define um, because we only have a sample size of one, right? We only know one planet that is uh, able to host life, and that's that's the Earth. Um, so we can we tend to compare everything to Earth, and every all life on Earth needs one thing, and that's liquid water. Um, so when we say that a planet exists in the habitable zone around a star, um, that just means that that's the region where water can exist in its liquid form on the surface. Um, but planets are difficult to detect because they're very small and very far away compared to the very bright star that's right next to them. Um, so it can be quite tricky. The Most of the ones we find tend to be those that have a larger signal because they're easier to find. So big planets sort of think Jupiter-sized right. gas giants very close to the stars. But if that one is there, then who knows what you would find nearby them, right? Exactly, yeah. So just because we find, say, one or two planets in the system doesn't mean that they aren't, there aren't more there that we haven't yet been able to detect. Um, they could be just too small for our current methods to be able to detect. We might need slightly bigger telescopes, slightly advanced instruments or different techniques. Well, this is fascinating stuff. So I guess you've really put this in people's minds now, right? You put it out and tell people we found a Tatooine-like planet. People have that immediate image in their mind, don't they? Yeah, it's uh, it's a powerful image, I think, that Luke's staring off into the sunset with the, the, the music swelling in the background. It's, uh, it's nice to finally be able to announce uh, our discovery. That is so cool. Listen, thank you so much for your time this morning. Oh, thank you for having me.